0: Welcome to Campfire Football. I'm Sebastian North. This was going to be episode 52, the weekend drama episode, because of a lot of the ha- things that happened this weekend. In terms of managers, Hansi Flick is going to step down. Jose Mourinho was sacked. City, Manchester City's quad is over because Chelsea beat them in the FA Cup. Messi reminded us of just how magical he is. Unbelievable performance in the Copa del Rey. Well, probably not unbelievable because it's Messi. PSG's women knocked out Olympique Lyonnais from the Champions League for, for the women. It's a huge, huge result, that, in changing the guard. But unfortunately, bigger news dropped on everybody, and the football world was stunned about this European Super League announcement. So obviously this is the thing that I wanted to talk about today. I didn't want to do it in a vacuum, so this is not like every standard episode of Campfire Football that you maybe you've gotten used to. I did bring on Jesse Suarez-Castro, my friend, to just have a conversation about this because it's a very, very deep issue. There's so many parts of this that are, quite frankly, really confusing. Um, A lot's being said right now. Uh, The power play is definitely happening right now. This is kind of like a big game of poker. um, And we're going to see we're going to see how this pans out. But the conversation Jesse and I had, we talk about our own feelings about this whole thing. But in the end, I think we really wanted to touch on what are solutions that we as fans have? What are ways that we can take back some of the power? And hopefully in this discussion, you find some of these points a little bit interesting. We didn't want to just go down the glo- doom and gloom trail because frankly, I don't know how much that helps. So Jesse, welcome to Campfire Football. And please give me your initial thoughts on the Super League, how you found out about this yesterday and um, yeah, just initial thoughts. And then how you have arrived to how you feel today, we'll say 24 hours of this story for you.
1: Yeah, so uh, a pleasure to be here on Campfire Football again. Uh, thank you so much for having me on uh, once more. Um, but my initial reaction to this to this news was disappointment uh, from the very beginning, right? So I'm, I'm looking, you know, at... Uh, I'm online, I'm looking for stories to read on my car ride home, actually, um, passenger. And, uh, and all of a sudden, this comes across. The large clubs around the world, they're going to join the Super League. And it it just hit me like wow what's going to happen how is this going to how is this going to affect football as a whole right are they going to be able to compete in a domestic league et cetera et cetera all these thoughts started racing through my head and um, and yeah like I said disappointment and then you know I'm a United fan so quite a bit of shame at the same time and um, and yeah it just hit me all at once and and uh, and I and I knew that before I reacted you know, at all, I need to do some research and I have, and I have done, and we spoke about this as well. So yeah, that's my initial reaction.
0: Well, we've heard about the European super league as an, as a possibility for, I mean, I don't know. I, it feels like 20 years now that I heard about this, maybe it's shorter time, but it just, it's felt like this was, this has been in the works for a really long time. We know Wenger released a quote or said that back in 20, 2009, he said "In the next decade, that this will happen like there's people behind the scenes pushing for this so we know it's been coming um and when i heard from you yo the european super league they're going to do it what do you think about this are you going to talk about it on the show and i was like nah i mean this topic just keeps coming and then it goes and it comes then it goes and so i'll address it when there's something real and then i basically was like oh It is real because I looked up and saw a story immediately about it. And so then I was like, wow, this this is actually kind of happening. How's everyone going to react? And look, I have to say I am optimistic by the way people viscerally hate this almost across the board. I mean, all of the social media feeds, everything, it's pretty clear most people despise this idea, right? At least in the circles um that that most of us are around and the pages that we follow and stuff now i'm going to just mention that i i I kind of see this as uh, there's a little bit of hypocrisy with a lot of the complaining going on because i think we've been going in this direction not just in football but as a society for quite some time you know we allow corporations and elites to re-rig everything about our economy and everything about the way we do things I mean, people can move money offshore, not pay taxes. And everyone's kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, that's what rich people do. And we don't like, and so where is the line being drawn in our society? Where's the line being drawn in football? Um, and so I'd like to get your opinion on, cause Gary Neville and Rio Ferdinand, their takes on this have been, have gone completely viral. And I want to get your opinion because mine. We talked about this. Is not exactly. I'm not really on board with those two because I think on a weekly basis they denigrate anything below elite level football in the way that they do their punditry. So, though I agree with their sentiments, I think they are the wrong people to be talking about it. What do you think about that?
1: I completely agree with you. I think that their sentiments, um, you know, we we can all agree with initially, at least initially, but they are definitely the wrong people to be talking about this, right? Like if it was, I don't know, a player or, or, or something like that, you know, or someone like that, I think that it have more value. And, you know, we're talking about two guys that I, I look up to, right? Because, you know, they were incredible for my club. They're legends in my, in my eyes. And, and then I'm, I'm hearing them talk about this and I'm going, I agree with you, but absolutely you're the wrong person to be talking about this. 100%. Well, and
0: I will I actually want to give them credit because Gary Neville, as well, with everything that he and his and his class of 92 guys have done with Salford City, let's not mm-hmm. I, I am not taking a like I'm not saying that these guys don't care about grassroots football or lower league football, and that therefore they're not the people that should be talking about this. In a sense, they are absolutely the right people to talk about this. My problem is when I actually when I say that, it's more because You know, these are guys who, like I've said before, every single week, they talk about how the Europa League and the FA Cup and the League Cup are second-rate trophies. And they, you know, are very elitist about the way they talk about other leagues Mm -hmm. throughout Europe and other teams Mm -hmm. from Europe.
1: And other teams. And and
0: players from other countries. They're like, oh, this guy... He's doing great at Granada this season, but he was a failure in the Premier League. So that just goes mm-hmm. to show you how weak the Spanish League is. I mean, you hear this stuff all the time. I think time. I mentioned to you Sergio Reguillon, right, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. gets signed by Spurs. He's a great signing. As a Chelsea fan last summer, I was kind of leaning more towards him than Ben Chilwell, but um, chile has been great, so I'll, I'll give him that. But um, Reguillon, there's people who are like, You know, there's some people who say, Yeah, no, he's one of the best left backs in the league this season, which I think he has been. And then somebody like, Yeah, but come on, he's a Real Madrid reject. Why did they sell him? Mm -hmm. And it's like, if Real Madrid sold him and they didn't want him, well, then you must not, he must not be that great. And so, if that is the language that you guys use on a weekly basis in your punditry, Mm -hmm. what's the message you send about mid table football teams, right? Um, I want to get your take on that because. We, we also talked about how Norwich didn't haven't gotten the credit they deserve for and West Brom as well for just being themselves and continuously getting promoted. And even though they get relegated, they still get promoted. Norwich now have the record number of promotions to the Premier League because, and I mean, they're a stable club, family club, good feel. And yet they're, you know, being labeled as unambitious to try and, you know, spend the money to stay in the Premier League. So, Give me your thoughts on that kind of narrative and how just how it makes you feel because it feels like that has led us here, right? I don't know. Tell me.
1: No, absolutely. You're absolutely right. You know, when you talk about those two talking about, you know, um, the Super League and and their position against it, um, it almost seemed to me like it was just a a quick reaction and uh, you know to get to get it out there in the air and to Um, almost preserve, right, their, the status quo of how things are right now. But it almost like, you know, an attempt to preserve what they were a part of, right? And then who knows? But it was just, uh, it was just something that, yeah, like you said, um, they got it out there and they are, you know, they're big names. And this is gonna, you know, like you said, just before the show, you know, uh, Gary Neville's reaction got so many views, right? he has got a lot of people going, right? So that's great, but again, they were really the wrong people to do it. And also talking about the Norwich, um, you know, scenario, man, these guys, um, the Warriors, you know, this club, and this is this is part of the beauty of the Premier League. This is part of the beauty of the structure that a team can go down and come up, right? And also teams can go down and not come up because of lack of good management, like Bolton Wanderers, right? And, you know, so many other clubs, Blackboard, Blackburn Rovers, right? You're talking about these clubs. It was beautiful to see Fulham come back up.
0: Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. They were it.
1: amazing with Clem Dempsey. You remember that? When we were oh, no, I mean, no, I mean
0: look, Fulham's, the, Fulham's I mean, one of the other clubs that's in the backyard of where my family's from. It's kind of like Chelsea, Fulham, yeah. Brentford. They're all right there. Right there um, yeah. So, no, I mean, I, the so I look, I agree with you that and everyone says that we don't want this anti-competitive thing with with no no promotion, no relegation. But the football pyramid is massive, and almost everywhere they have promotion relegation. We don't in the MLS. I correct me if I'm wrong. Liga MX changed that as well. They don't do it the same way they used to, correct? Correct. So, And then, you know, maybe you have a few other leagues around the world that structure like that. But the overall football pyramid, for the most part, is there's pro-rel everywhere. If 12 or 14 teams go and make their own little league where they can't be promoted and relegated, does that really have a huge impact on the entire football pyramid? And I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just asking the question. I'm trying to figure out just how disastrous this would be for everybody else. Like, I hope
1: this isn't too I hope this isn't too soon. But in the grand scheme of things, let's be honest, it doesn't really affect very much. I really don't think so. You know, after thinking about it, you know, they're sleeping on it, as some people would say. Um, you know, no Chelsea, no Man United, no Liverpool, right? No Man City, right? No Arsenal. Okay. So the Premier League as we know it is no longer the same, but it's still there. It's still the Premier League. There are still a lot of teams there that add a lot of value to the Premier League. Leeds United, right? Aston Villa, Fulham, right? And you can go on and on and on and on. All these teams are historic teams. They're historic teams and they're still going to be there. You go to La Liga, Villarreal, Valencia, Granada, Celta de Vigo, right? I mean, there's still so many teams out there, right? And so, yeah, it's not going to be the same, but it's not detrimental to the league. And so...
0: Detrimental to the league, well, I mean, it will be in some ways, right? I mean, the, you know, the cachet for, and obviously this is the thing we don't know, right? The, the struggle to talk about this and really form a, a genuine opinion and stance on it is difficult because it's 24 hours fresh and UEFA have come out and said, players who are in this won't be allowed to play in the Euros of the World Cup. That is huge. If you think that players would prefer just making, that the top players would prefer just making half a mil, you know, just half a mil a week just so that they can play in the Super League and they're not allowed to be in the World Cup, they're not allowed to be in the Euros and potentially they could be barred. Some of these teams could be barred from their own domestic leagues. So at the end of the day, this doesn't actually sound that great if you're a player. I mean, it no. does if you're someone who probably won't make your national team. So you're not really going to make it to the Euros of the World Cup, but you're pretty <clears> talented and you've got marketability and they want you in the Super League. Sounds more like we'll get characters and personalities in there rather than people who want to win the World Cup, which is every professional footballer, right?
1: Yeah. Well, let me go back to something you said earlier. You said that, you know, the commentary and just the 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 narrative that we've that that people of influence have been posing on on these other competitions, right? It's been negative the entire time. And so let's not be surprised that this is happening, right? And let's not be surprised that players are on board because of the fact that, you know, when they do go on board, because of the fact that there's so many people that complain about international competitions, they're being too many. Right. And why do these guys have to go play for their national teams? And then they sacrifice, you know, being healthy or ready to go for their club teams. And when people go on international duty, they come back injured, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now you guys are upset that they won't get to play on international teams. Right. So what do you want them to do? What do you want them to do? You can't have it both ways.
0: Well, and I mean, this is where, you know, I mean, look the vast majority of players ex players especially when they're interviewed and they're asked if you could go and play one game just one more game who would you play it for that you and almost all of them are like my country i would absolutely go back and play for my country almost everyone does so Let's not pretend that playing for your country is something that these people don't want to do. That's what I'm saying. The exactly. ones who are like down yeah. the totem pole enough, they're like yeah, 50th rank in their country and they're probably never really going to get the call up. But a Super League team wants them. Like, that's a great deal for that player. Mm-hmm. But is Erling Holland, is Killian Mbappe really going to be like, nah, you know, I don't want I, the World Cup? Like, eh, I, I like this Super League thing. Like, I don't think any of the players would actually take Super League over World Cup. I, I cannot think of very many. Uh, the percentage has to be minuscule. So, you know, we're all very upset about this, I think. Um, but just keying on that, and, and we'll, we'll come back to it a little bit, but like how impactful really will this be in a negative way? And we'll also get into solutions because I think that we have, I think as a football public, we have all reason the world to be optimistic about what we can do um True. tell me a little bit about what you think this will do to affect the lower parts of the football pyramid do you what have you read anything anywhere that makes you believe like oh wow like there's going to be some real problems be- if this goes well, into action it, wh- what have you noticed
1: Well, from what I've read and from what I've, you know, watched and and whatnot before coming onto this, uh, this pod, um, just the continuation of this bridge, right? This divide, actually, this just divide, right? That's happening between the top teams and the lower teams as far as finances, right? So if these other teams, Manchester United, Manchester City, Real Madrid already had um, an advantage over the lower teams to go out and get whoever they want right? And to be able to, you know, afford to compete at a higher level than now they have more because of the fact that uh, the super league is going to inject these teams with money initially, right? To get them going. So they, what this, what these teams in the super league want to do is they want to play in the domestic league and continue to get the money from the domestic league, but they also want to go ahead and play this midweek competition where they also get more money, right? So the divide's going to be larger. So now these people, uh, these clubs, are injected with more money and then they go and play the domestic league. And now let's say, for example, Manchester United at the top of the table and they have to play a Fulham or a, I don't know, let's say Watford comes back up, right. Or a Orch that comes up now, now what, right. I mean, the divide's going to be there. They're going to be able to get more players that are much better, much better caliber. Uh, they're going to be able to compete at a higher level. And it's going to be, it's going to be, um, I believe that could be detrimental to the, to, to the clubs right to the lower, the lower clubs.
0: Well so hold on there's something that, <clears throat> something I think we should, I, I want to mention here because I'm a Chelsea fan, right um, I was a Chelsea fan before Bramovich came in with the money and it was pretty, it's been a pretty impressive like just 20 years really um,
1: look what it did to them.
0: I mean it's incredible. I mean like we've talked about how Man City and Chelsea if this were if this Super League had been created 20 years ago those two teams would would be nowhere near the list. It would be nowhere near on it, right? And maybe not even Liverpool because they weren't really having any success at that period of time anyways. It would be Man United and Arsenal and then it'd be like four Italian teams and like four Spanish teams, right? And it would Ajax could probably be in it if it was you know so I mean a lot of people have mentioned that it changes that the top four or the big six and all this stuff, it's different. It's, it's evolved over the decades, like Spurs are another team, like without Pochettino, I mean, they wouldn't be in this conversation at all. Right. And so we, we, we know that, but as a Chelsea fan, what I was saying is they spent 200 million pounds on players or whatever, whatever the, the number was in the summer. Okay, they got Kai Havertz, who was widely considered probably in the top five, top ten young gems of European football. Now, I still think the kid is incredibly talented, but look at how well the signing has worked out over the course of this season. So, if you're saying, you know, these clubs will be able to go, these big clubs will have more money to be able to get more better players, like I'm you like have to reinforce
1: themselves,
0: yeah, but how how. I mean, to what, they're already so stacked. It's not like they could just go, I mean, like, if I'm a Chelsea fan, I don't look at very many players in the team and go, if only we could spend a little more money, we would get this slightly higher caliber player. I mean, I think all of our, every single one's an international. Every single, you know, there's World Cup winners all over the field, right? It's like, I mean, mean, at what point? does this really create the gap wider? I would say, I would suggest the gap's already as wide. already pretty wide. Like, look at Man City. Guardiola's even said it this season multiple times. He said, it's not my coaching. I mean, my coaching helps these, but, but we have amazing players. And he's like, we spent a lot of money to get a lot of amazing players. So it can happen, but they're still not invincible. They still can lose to leads. And so the idea that now it's just never going to, they're just going to walk away into the sunset further than everybody. I don't think that's true. I I think that football is a sport that has just enough of, there's enough evening factors and equalizers in this game that this won't be, I don't think this will actually ruin football. I just don't. Um, So, and, and I also don't think that the gap is really going to get all that much bigger because they already have every part of the infrastructure. They already have been making so much more money for so long. They have a monopoly on the system. Basically it's, I I just don't see how this is all of a sudden worse. So explain to me what you, how you, what you think
1: about that. So, So the reason why initially I thought this could be worse and, and, you know, and it still could be, you know, worse is because look what money has done to these clubs that have been injected with money. Look at Man City. Look at, you know, look at uh, look at these clubs like, you know, Paris Saint-Germain. Right. Let's say City, for example. I think City's a City's a really good example. Now that they have the resources, you know, they're able to compete at a really high level and they cannot be relegated now. Right. I mean, and what in what reality do you think that they get releg- relegated from the premier league with all the resources that they have?
0: Yeah. Right. Why, why are we complaining there, that Manu won't be able to get that? The rule exactly. will be that they won't be able to get relegated. Who cares? They're never going to get it. It's not going to happen. Anyway. Gonna
1: get rele- it's not going to yeah. happen. Right. And I think it has a lot to do with resources, right? You look at these other clubs and it does have a lot, a lot to do with resources. And so, you know, it's not even the playing field. Isn't even now. And now it's even more uneven, right? Like, I think we were talking about Leicester City yesterday, right, and how they happened to go on their magical run. That was incredible for everybody, right? I mean, I know that you know, you're a Chelsea fan, I'm a United fan, but I was on the edge of my seat watching this, polling for Leicester City, right? While the entire world you know, um, was doing the same, we had narrators that were diminishing their achievement, right? What were they saying, Sebastian? They were saying that everything had to go right for them to win it. Right? Yeah. And this is a team without, you know, the resources, right? But they were they were getting it done. And now that they do have the resources, right, from selling, you know, Maguire and all these other players, right, that helped them get to that that title, right? Now are they ever gonna get relegated? Probably not. But they've made good decisions. But
0: Yeah. Well, actually, and well, what you mentioned there, I think it's Look, we were all pulling for Lester, right? And what you mentioned was that people were diminishing it. You're, are you mentioning Rio Ferdinand? I think it was when he's... Or yeah, who was it absolutely. on the panel who said... It was Rio Ferdinand you know, and everyone else. Right. So they were saying, because I just want to highlight what you said here. It's such an important point that in the same breath, while these guys are, are having their... They say disgrace. They say this is a disgrace like 10 times in a very short segment. So... Mm -hmm. My issue with the the rants from Rio Ferdinand and Gary Neville was that Mm -hmm. they were intellectually baseless. They they repeated themselves over and over. They didn't provide any real information of how things would change in the football pyramid. They just said, this is terrible for everybody. It's bad. So I started to go, well, that sounds like the networks being like, guys, Mm -hmm. this is bad for us. Because Mm -hmm. if Amazon are the ones that are the ones that get the rights to this, because that's the rumor, Then why wouldn't Sky and CBS and NBC, why wouldn't they all be like, this is terrible. Everyone should hate this because it's going to it's going to crush their bottom line. So let's not let's not be mistaken about who's complaining and why here And the networks. I wouldn't be surprised if they're telling all the pundits who are going on there, like the producers and stuff from up on high. It's being told trash this idea, trash it. And Amazon's probably going to be this is great. Check out what's coming. So the mm-hmm. question is, the question is, who's it for, right? Like, I mean, I think I read an article that said that this is massively gonna be, it, it's basically for all the other world markets, China, Japan, mm-hmm. the US. So yeah. it's, not, it's not for Europe, right? It's not for Europe. Um, so, okay, my bad. In the same breath that they were saying, this is all a disgrace, this is terrible, this is gonna ruin football, and not really providing much information, they then were like, Leicester was able to come and win the league. Mm-hmm. And they're like, because everything went the right way for them because the big teams didn't play well that season. So in the moment that they're saying, we loved Leicester winning, they're like, but it happened only because things worked out the way they did. Um, and maybe that's true. I mean, it is true, but it's also... And
1: they do that for other teams as well. The ones that qualify for the Champions League or the Europa League that so were unlikely to do so. Mm-hmm. right everything had to go well for them right they diminished their achievement they they are, they have already for a long time been crushing right the beauty of the pro-rel of 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 the underdog you know mm-hmm. winning it and now all of a sudden they're protecting it and they want to you know conserve that right i mean it all seems like you said a little bit um it all seems a little bit odd to me to be honest that they're taking this stance while at the same time under the same breath they go and then they they diminish the achievements of these smaller clubs whenever they do achieve something pretty great, right? Yeah. Instead of instead of glorifying it, right, and and selling that, right, and it it like you said has a lot to do with who's going to benefit from this. That's where the opinion comes from, right? Yeah. And if it's not going to be the people that are benefiting now, right, and like you said, what's rumored is Amazon, right? Um, then. And of course they're going to be against it. But as soon as they are offered a little bit of the pie, right, then the story will potentially change.
0: Right. So like, yeah, you say, well, what if the Super League goes and gets all these pundits to work for them and be on their and be their broadcasters? So I, I've been optimistic about the fact that the vast majority of people seem to hate this idea. And I... I think that this offers an opportunity for us to say, okay. first of all, what's this going to impact and how and how can we bring solutions to the table? So, you know, one of the things I read somewhere was that this is bad for women's football. And I'm not again, I I would love to see the information on on exactly how. um, But women's football is getting enormous amounts of money poured into it from outside from outside not from the men's side not from the governing bodies it's entrepreneurs and people pouring money into the women's game so yeah, and and great. and they're all in these people are not turning back they're like no this product's going to work and it's growing Absolutely. you know the women's game the, the, this year uh the wsl signed a huge deal with sky the nwsl signed yeah. a huge deal with cbs they're getting more games televised than ever before Jesse, is the European Super League going to have an impact on the women's game?
1: I mean, you know, from from what I've read so far, no, because it's a separate product, right? right? Initially, I thought it could. Initially, I was like, "Wow, well, here's another reason why we should all be, you know, um, upset about it, right?" Because then now these teams are going to be pulling away, and now they're taking away from the 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 lights and uh, and all the attention that's being put somewhere else, because if there's a better product, then, you know, there's only so much attention that can be given. Right. And now the super league is going to take some of that attention from other places and other entertainment sources. And the women's game is going to be, you know, it's going to be that as well. So that really, uh, that really had me a little crushed there for a moment because the product, the women's game is it's incredible. Right. I mean, we, we both talk about how we support, you know, the, you know, the women's uh, team, of the clubs that we support. I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of Manchester United ladies. I mean, Kristen Press, you know, she just happened to go there and Tobin Heath and Tobin, one of my favorite players of all time. She used to play for the Thorns. That is the, the right. my support here in the state. I mean, that to me was just, was just, was just huge. And, um, and so, but in the end, I believe that it's not going to take away, right? Just because of the fact that the, the momentum that the women's game has right now, it's rolling, and it's only going to get bigger. It's only going to get bigger. Well, I and let's while... let's
0: take into account the customers that the women's game is trying to reach.
1: Absolutely, are not the
0: same customers that the Europe that the European Super League people are trying to reach. I that's would imagine
1: point. that's a great that's a great point. A it's great
0: not, uh, point so, Absolutely. so, so now what that brings me to is the idea that this is a product. These are all products, essentially, as they like to call them. Mm-hmm. And so, there's products for everybody. Right.
1: Right. Right. Right.
0: Um, for some people, the European Super League is going to be a godsend. It's going to be exactly what mm-hmm. they've always wanted. <laughs> right. It's going to, you know, there's, and, and look, I'm not going to, a, a lot of people have basically said, if you're into the Super League, you're a plastic football fan. Okay. So let's just say okay. that European Super League fans are plastic football fans. Well, you have those mm-hmm. right now. Right. What I've been thinking is this is the best moment for every individual to really figure out what kind of football fan are you yes. and no matter what it is, it's okay. It's fine. There's no judgment, right? Like if you want the European super league, because that's the competition you want to see. Okay, fine. I, I am capable of watching an absolute garbage high school soccer game, you know, in my, in my hometown here and enjoy it. Right. Me too. Yes. Now, um we can w- what are other solutions you have for this because I, this is where i think we can actually take back some of the power and not just be upset that elite people have made a product mhm pretty much it well
1: at the end of the day we can just make up our minds just like you said right i think that's a, that's a big solution we could just make up our minds we could say look you and i for example we enjoy the game at every level right we can continue to watch the game and support the game right whether it's the premier league without the big six or you know the italian the italian league without the the three that are leaving and we can enjoy the game you know around us and then we can allow and and be okay with the people that enjoy just tuning in for derbies and playoffs right to enjoy the super league because at the end of the day like you said this is this is, it's supply and demand, and they're supplying what's being demanded, right? We act like millions and millions of people aren't going to tune in to watch, you know, Liverpool, Man United this Wednesday and next Wednesday, um, Liverpool, Juventus, and the following Wednesday, uh, Liverpool, Man City, and the following Wednesday, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be like a continuous Champions League, and people are going to want to watch, right? I mean, you and I, maybe not, and there's right. some people that won't. Well and I so
0: the point you make is important here cuz so I read an article uh on football365.com called Big 6 can fuck off to European super jerk off league now which is a great title it's hilarious brilliant John Nicholson well done uh it's one of the longest articles this guy's written in a while so it really got him going and it's very interesting i mean you know fan groups saying that they're disinterested in this completely and submitting pretty good statements um also, I don't know if you saw this, Liverpool, a few Liverpool fan groups said they're going to remove the banners that they have at the cop because they can't, they're like, This is we're not gonna support the football club if it's all about greed and money, which that's a great you know, these are the kinds of things that give me optimism is people really going and um, and saying all this stuff. But I, I, I wanna get your opinion on do you think that if if these teams are kicked out of the league right which is what a lot of mm-hmm. people are saying is that mm-hmm. bad for the Premier League or is that good for the Premier
1: League I'm torn because at first I thought it was going to be extremely bad for the Premier League and now thinking about it it could be good it really could it could be great I mean I have got West Ham and Leicester City duking it out right um for the title you know and and so many other teams that I like to to see do well Leeds united just came back and a united fan you know um we're meant to not like Leeds united but at the end of the day it's really cool to, it's, it's almost like you know it's going to be nostalgic about how good they used to be and what kind of battles they used to have against united and now they get to do it you know at a high level against other teams it's pretty great
0: well you want so, your you want your rivals in the league
1: you want to be able if you don't
0: have your rivals in the league there's no bragging yeah. rights against them you want them in the league so you can beat them and brag and there's another Darby. And, and yeah, having Leeds in the league is obviously super important. And Especially look, honestly, if this was being created in 2001, Leeds would probably have been Super League participants Leeds because of the way things were going. In,
1: Leeds should probably be in a Super League. I mean,
0: based on their history and stuff.
1: Based on their history. What has Arsenal and Manchester City really done?
0: I mean, recently, more recently than them, more. But I, so here's in that article. I wanted to mention this because this is a really, really interesting point. So we, we just uh, I just asked you, would it really be that bad if they were all gone? And the point that John Nicholson is making in this article is that it really wouldn't be all that bad. So I want to just read a couple of quotes. One, uh, he says, we stand on the verge of a better day. Life will be better for the majority without the six. The idea often promulgated that it'll be an inferior product without them is mad. Games of football don't need the greatest players or Joel Linton. Lower league football wouldn't get 35% more fans through the gates than the premier league. If that was the case, football is not an exhibition sport that needs the finest players to be entertaining. And if you want to see them just turn on your TV and pay your subscription. So, you know, it's, I think that's a great point. Like in terms of what we said, like decide what kind of fan you are, just, just make, just make a decision, right? Like if you want to see that you can, but Also, and then this is what I thought was great. He says, um, maybe it'll be, maybe it'll end in an orgy of winking while drowning self-absorbed destruction. Maybe it won't. These are in a very real sense zombie football clubs who have been hollowed out and stuffed with money. They deserve to play in a zombie league. It would only be appropriate. They're just a football facility looking to maximize money, and they can't do that in the Premier League because the world is not interested in most of the games they have to play. Meaning like when they play against Brighton or when they play against Burnley, people around Mm -hmm. the world are just less interested in those games. They only want the heavy hitters. So fuck off and do it now. Don't even wait until the end of the season. What are you now? or What you are now will not be missed. It will be blessed to see the back of you this is a happy day a great day it is liberation it is the day we can take the last look forward to the first division returning not so bloody premiere now are you everyone moves up six places everything is suddenly more competitive Leicester and west ham are fighting it out for the title there you go a whole restructuring of football on a smaller budget and more sane economics will have to be on the cards and that i think is huge like it is big. if, if you take out these behemoths that have just been rigging the system for themselves, like if they are excluded from it, then now everyone is operating with smaller budgets and a sane amount. And a, and everyone is starting from a pretty similar point. I mean, you yes. take out the top clubs in England and everyone is basically one terrible coach away from possibly getting relegated every single team. Right. You know what I mean? So. Right. So you take those guys out, and and the there's a huge vacuum for you know power in in the first division, which is I
1: don't know. I think that's a an optimistic way to look at it. How about you? Yeah, I completely agree. And you know, something I, I wasn't thinking of before is you know how will they how will they market the Premier League differently now? Right? Do you think that they would have to almost have to highlight the lower division as well? Well,
0: yeah, I mean, but this is what we've talked about as the thing that they have not done. This is where Mm. Sky and NBC and a lot of the the Premier League broadcasters, where they have been massively complicit in this. I think this is hugely important, is how often really do you hear about stories that are happening in just the smaller games or smaller areas of football? I mean, ESPN FC after Cristiano Ronaldo had his goal disallowed against Serbia, right? And he had his outburst for two straight days. They put 20 minutes of their show into just that alone, right? Didn't talk Mm -hmm. about, they could have spent those 20 minutes talking about other games that happened, but the general consensus that nobody cares unless it's the big heavy hitting names is something these Mm -hmm. networks have been doing for ages now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we can't be surprised. And I think what I've seen, you know, on the social medias is actually really, really it's, it's really nice to see how many people are just like, this is, this is just bullshit. Now, my question is, are people going to have the stones to boycott it? And let's come up with some solutions here because look, if Amazon is the one streaming Mm -hmm. it, what are people going to do if you don't have to pay extra to watch this? And you've already got an Amazon subscription. Are you going to be watching this?
1: I was just, I was just telling a friend earlier today, cause we were talking about this in a group chat and he was like, if Amazon is the one to, to have these games, then what are we supposed to do? Just not watch. I was like, are you, if they told you they're going to offer you a superior experience, you could choose your own narrators and commentators. You can get amazing stats, right, on the fly. You can watch this on, you know, your tablet, your phone, everywhere, you know, perfect quality. Are you not gonna tune in, right? I mean, someone like me, yeah, absolutely, I'm not gonna tune in, F off, right? I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna cancel my Amazon subscription, that's just not what I believe in. That's not how I wanna consume my football. But, you know, (laughs) 10, almost 10 out of 12 people on the same group chat said, no, I'd watch.
0: <laughs> and look, I, again, I think, okay. I think this is the, the thing that people are saying in private is that, well, I mean, you just said canceling your Amazon subscription. Like I used to work for Whole Foods for 10 years. I was there when Amazon took over. Um, mm-hmm. I left in December, 2019 and canceled my Amazon Prime membership that I had. Um, And I have not purchased anything on Amazon or anything from Amazon. I have not given them any money that I can think of since December, 2019 through a pandemic. Like I bought stuff online, but I never went through Amazon. I found other smaller vendors, other companies. um, And look, my personal way of dealing with that. And so Mm -hmm. here's the thing. I have not seen all or nothing spurs. Haven't seen it. Why? Cause I don't have Amazon. That's it. And I've had plenty of people be like, Oh, oh you should, you should just <coughs> you just get a watch. free trial. I'm like, I can't get the free trial because I've already done that. So I'd have to pay. And they're like, well, you should do it just for that. I'm like, no, I don't have, I'm not giving Amazon money. Even if it means that I'm on the out when it comes to what's going on with the football, you know, with, with um, Spurs inside, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, we have to make a decision at some point. Do we need to all yeah. be roped into the same narrative? Because that's part of the problem, right?
1: So that was your, that was, you know, that was where you had your breaking point. Okay. 2019, right. I don't care if I don't get to see all or nothing first. For me, it's now <laughs> I got an Amazon subscription so I can watch the all or nothing. <laughs> but now I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not buying into this. Now you're messing with the league. Now you're messing with football, right? As a whole. So I just can't do it. I can't find it in me to, you know. And here's a hot take here. I might not even support Man United. I did. Let's say if this whole thing goes down and they don't play in the Premier League, I might not support Man United. Right. And that's like 99 percent. Right. I was just telling a friend of mine today. Maybe Everton. Right. Just because don't like don't like Liverpool. Right. <laughs> or 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 a team in the second division, maybe in Norwich City. Right. But, well,
0: look, I mean, I've got a player on my, uh, my boys team, you 13 kids, he's a wolves fan. And, and, uh, mm, I think his brother, cool. his brother is a Southampton fan. I think the whole reason why mm. is they were like, who do we want to be fans of? And they specifically wanted to choose teams that weren't the big names. So big there name. is, there is a demand for this. I mean, I mean, for just regular good old fashioned football and, yeah. Um, so we've talked, what one solution is obviously boycotting Amazon that that'll help if, if Amazon, it turns does turn out to be the ones who are broadcasting this boycotting the product is definitely going to be one solution for people. What's another thing we can do?
1: Oh, well, I mean, we could do a hundred things. We could stop buying jerseys, right? I mean, we can not support them when they come to the U S right on their tours, Right, I mean, um, I'm guilty of five, six years back dishing out hundred, hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars to buy a ticket. Right, to, I mean, you know, but but now, I mean, I know it's Messi, I know it's Ronaldo, you know, I know it's you know, Bruno Fernandez, you know, but I'm not, I'm not gonna pay that money, right, to go see. Okay, so
0: that's boycotting, (laughs) right?
1: Exactly. Now let's
0: now let's try and think of something. What if we boycott? What if we try? What if we start doing? Boycotts? Oh, why not? Yeah, so,
1: that's a good idea.
0: What's a what's a way to boycott this? If you don't know what a boycott is, it's basically the opposite of a boycott. Boycott is you actually go out and buy something specifically to shove it in the face of whoever's trying to down it. So basically, when um, Dr. Seuss books were being pulled off the shelves a little bit ago, all Dr. Seuss books just went like skyrocketed through the roof and every just the, the, the sales went up through the roof because everyone was like, "Screw this! You're actually gonna you're gonna start censoring a book? We're buying all of those, so that's a boycott." So basically, the idea is, instead of where do we then reallocate the money? Instead of spending it on a Man United jersey,
1: right, where can you direct your electors- football attention and money? I mean, we're just gonna go continue to support the Premier League. We're not gonna support the Super League, but we're gonna support the Premier League. We're gonna support the Championship. Right, we're going to support your local club, right? How about that? Because they really need it, right? Okay, and this is How the
0: we- one. This is the one. Local clubs, right? Um, mm-hmm. Talk about the local clubs in your area, real quick, and just t- oh, yeah, I talk about this. the Denton Diablos. This is what I want. To, I want you. I want <laughs> you to tell this story. Talk about okay,
1: that. Okay, excellent. You know, and I hope there. And I hope the people from Denton are tuning in, right? Because it's a small town up north of Fort Worth and uh, people there are really passionate about their club, the Denton Diablos. And what they put on as, uh, as a product is, is amazing. I mean, you go there and you get the entire feeling of what you would get when you go to a, non, a non-league game or like a fourth division game up in, up in England, right? They uh, rent out Texas Women's University Soccer Field, which is immaculate, right? They have a press box and everything. They go ahead and they put the flags up everywhere. They get 200, 300 fans. They play great competition, right? They're up to play anybody, anytime. They'll play the Fort Worth Paqueros just south of them. They'll play Irving. They'll play Premier FC. We have, so if people don't know, the soccer in the Dallas area, it's pretty big. It goes way, it goes far beyond FC Dallas. Uh, there are at least 15 um, semi-professional teams that are amazing. And it all actually started with, um, um, NTX Friados um, a few years back whenever they had their huge run in the U.S. Open Cup and they actually got to play the Dynamo in Houston. That was enormous. And that was a local team. Actually, most of the players are from the college that I coach at Richland College. So uh, imagine a bunch of college college players, teachers, um, you know, businessmen, uh, people working the night shift at FedEx. Right. These guys are all playing in the open cup and they make a huge run, right? So that kind of got everything started and going. And now we have all these clubs. Then the Diablos, for example, they get a lot of people that go out there. They actually bought a local shop, right? Where you can go and purchase their jerseys, where you can go and purchase scarves, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just, it's beautiful. And I've gone out there, you know, with my wife to watch some of these games that they play. Sometimes they offer double headers. So you're out there watching double headers. You can sit there wow. with a pint, you can watch the game, beautiful day. And Denton, uh, fresh air, and it's a competitive game.
0: Absolutely. So, you told me of something that recently happened to them with the U.S. Open Cup. Explain that. Yeah, little scenario. So, the
1: U.S. Open Cup, because of you know COVID, they decided that they were uh, going to narrow the playing field. So, all these teams that had previously qualified for the Open Cup, deservingly, um, you know, Denton Diablos being one of them, um, were snubbed from being able to participate. And that's detrimental for them almost because they've been working so hard. They've been putting this, the little bit of resources that they can go ahead and and create, right? And generate for themselves uh, to make this open cup run and become relevant so they can maybe enter the USL, right? Because at this moment, I think they were, they went from like, they went from really low leagues to NPSL. And so now they're looking okay, well let's try to go USL. The only way they can do that, if they can write. Generate revenue, but they can't now because all the revenue that they had put in to making this Open Cup run—I mean, who's going to give it back to them, right? Right, And that's where they need us. They need us.
0: And so that's the point you're making: is these—I just—you told me about that story. You know, Denton Diablos get to a point where they're actually in this this competition, U.S. Open Cup, and they've they've made it. They've made it to a point where it could be life changing for the club. And yes, COVID has thrown a bunch of things in the air and made a lot of things more difficult for everybody in the football pyramid no doubt about it but the small clubs they didn't lose as much money as the big clubs did right they mm-hmm. lost they lost everything as well but they didn't lose mm-hmm. as much right it's the big right. clubs like it's millions a week that they are not making right it's not that's mm-hmm. not the case at small clubs but the small clubs have also suffered from the fact that they don't have fans, that they don't they don't have the lifeblood of, of the game. As everyone is correctly pointing out, fans are the lifeblood of the game. So support your local club. I think that's a really, really okay. big one. Um, and I, I mean, this, this event, that was one of my big takeaways, is that's what I want to do, is I really want to make sure that I spend more time out on the fields seeing some of these lower league teams and, and regional teams, semi-pro teams in our area, because, uh, and, and giving them some resources, right? Like mm-hmm. buying a ticket to their game, maybe whatever it is, you know, and, uh, the $5 a month I spend on Peacock is starting to feel like a waste of money. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like all it already did for a while. Cause I didn't like the service, but just to be able to watch a few my... Premier League games and like, you know, to me, it's like uh, you know, maybe instead of watch of having the Peacock subscription to be able to watch Southampton against you know Everton on a weekend, I'm just gonna go out to the fields a couple hours before the game that I have to coach and just watch a couple other games, youth games, and like so imagine what I'll be able to do
1: with my Amazon subscription money. Oh, if you do tell. talking about it. yeah, so imagine that. So if you're gonna be able to go watch a game or two. Right, with my Amazon subscription money, I can go out and ask the into Diablo's owner, Hey, do you have a season ticket that I can buy? Right. So I can yep. come to every single game and go to Fort Worth and say, Hey, Fort Worth Vaqueros, do you guys sell season tickets? Right. And Irving FC, same thing. Hey, do you guys support do you guys have season tickets? Yeah. Right. My local club here that's not even bigger than them, my UPSL club, hey, do you guys sell tickets to the games? Can I help you out somehow? Right? Can you help me out by giving me some great live football and I'll be happy to dish out this money that i'm now saving because i'm no longer an amazon subscription
0: (laughs) yeah no and i mean i I think these are real solutions for people i think this is there isn't a sense of optimism here i would definitely recommend you guys check out football 365's article on this um i'll read the title again big six can fuck off to european super jerk off league now (laughs) um and i i really recommend it because the solution here it is that we don't desperately need this and I I was really viscerally moved by this whole entire thing for the sole reason that I think there is a, an enormous hypocrisy among the general public here that people frequently talk about how football outside of the elite levels is irrelevant and nobody cares. I mean, I hear that a lot. And now this is the pie in the face if you've been saying that and um I know that there's a lot of you people out there, podcasters, listeners who do believe in the smaller game, who maybe do support clubs in lower leagues or in leagues that are, you know, smaller around the world and good on you. And for anyone who's doesn't, I would say take a minute and really think about what what kind of football fan you really are. And there's no shame in whatever it is you are. But if we really, really don't want this product to exist, sounds like there's a lot of uh, barriers they're going to have to get through to make it happen. I think this is a good place to leave it, Jesse. Um, I know you got some stuff to do. You got to go. It seems like you have to go give some recruits a tour. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and look, you you are someone who embodies a lot of what it is to, to be interested in local football and to give back to it. And um, I recommend anybody to to just, to continue to do that and love, love your local Absolutely. football. Uh, and, um, this is not doomsday. I don't think, I think this might actually be DOA it might be dead on arrival. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, We'll see. Yeah. Fight back, love everybody fight back football yeah. fans. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jesse dude. Have a great day. And, um, I'm sure this topic's going to be, we're gonna have to keep up on it. So I'm sure there's going to be more to say
1: absolutely thank you so much for having me on man it's always great to, to, to have a chat with you you know about the things that are happening in the football world you know you're good. your pod your pod is amazing because uh i was just uh talking to my wife about this the other day i can tune in and if i miss something you're talking about it so i recommend everyone to listen to this you know whenever new episodes are out
0: cool thank you so much
1: <laughs> Absolutely. all right
0: man enjoy your day we'll keep up with what's going yeah, cool. on take it easy You too. Bye-bye. Later,
1: man.